Hey y'all, I'm Billy. And I'm Christy. And you are listening to Thoughts On, a production of the Front Porch Sessions podcast. The Thoughts On series is exactly what it sounds like, our thoughts on particular topics. It's our opportunity to share lessons, experiences, and hopefully offer some help and guidance to others on a variety of topics. And on today's Thoughts On, we want to have a little bit of a discussion about the word mindset. Yes. And I do believe this is also, like many of the topics that we talk about on uh, Thoughts On, that we'll come back to at a later date. And talk more about it because there's some things that I think we'll introduce here in a little bit that we don't know enough about yet. Yes. It just seems to be that we recognize that there's a lot of these things that really a 30 minute conversation about something so big, so profound, and so impactful in different areas of our life. We just want to be open and honest that we're just we're just talking and there's obviously opportunities to do more and talk about it more later. And as we learn more, our thoughts on these subjects tend to change. Sure. A little bit. And I think it's a little bit that you have to crawl before you can walk, before you can run type thing. So we're laying some foundation here. And there are a couple of things that we'll get to in a second that I, at some point, and it probably because of the summer, having a little bit extra time, we'll come back and do some actual study upon. But as we get going here on this idea of mindset, how would you personally define mindset? I, you know, that's a big, that's a big question because mindset to me is, is kind of a plethora of things that all come down to where is my mind? Is it constantly in one particular area where I'm just, I'm always struggling with maybe a negative mindset or I'm always seeing things through a particular lens? I, I think that's probably about the simplest way I could explain it in terms of like, how do I view everything? I think mindset can filter everything. <laughs> Home, work, just casual acquaintances, it, it really can filter in that way. And that's kind of the only way I know to explain it. It'd be almost like putting a filter on your glasses or maybe even your social media. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How do you define mindset? I think it's a way that you see things, a way you see the world, your set of beliefs and stuff. I did look up some definitions. Uh, Merriam-Webster says a mental attitude or inclination. That's how I defined mindset. And something else, which I don't know if I came up with this or if I got it someplace else because I didn't give a source for my note here. Your mindset is a set of beliefs that shape how you make sense of the world and yourself. It influences how you think, feel, and behave in any given situation. Mm. Uh, So I think that is your mindset plays a critical role in how you cope with life's challenges. So again, to me, mindset is really the mental aspect of how you see things. Mm -hmm. And I think that becomes uh, important a lot of times because I've been fond of saying for years, particularly to students in a number of different capacities, that you tend to find what you're looking for. Right. So with my mindset, if it is set a certain way, I'm going to view it, I think you use the word lens, I'm going to view everything through that lens. Mm. So if I have a very negative outlook, everything I see, I'm going to be sure. very negative towards. Sure. Uh, if you're a little bit more positive, you're going to find more positive things. And we can talk about some of the advantages and disadvantages of that much later on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just, I'm listening. Oh, okay. I didn't know. So we're developing these thoughts on as we go. Um, So how would you, how do you think people go about recognizing their mindset and developing a good mindset? I wish I could say there was something internal that you just wake up one day and you recognize, I don't think I like where I'm going. But I think unfortunately, sometimes this happens when somebody else recognizes or points out that, you know, I feel like you're always seeing the bright side of things or the other, I guess, <laughs> when somebody recognizes or points out to you, it, it seems like you're always going negative or you always see the gloomy. I think sometimes, especially for me, I struggle with being able to see things for myself. It sometimes takes somebody else to say it, but I will admit that if somebody says something that's so off-putting, so surprising, so not at all what I'd been considering, I do, I ruminate about it. And that's actually Mm -hmm. not a positive quality, except for probably in this case, that if they're saying something that I needed to hear, 
even if I don't want to hear it, it's going to stick with me and I'm going to worry about it. I'm going to think about it. And I'm going to wonder, are they right? And with that will come some reflection, recognition, and hopefully some rectifying. Okay. I think on many levels, you have to make a conscious decision mm-hmm. about what your mindset is. Yeah. And if you want to change it or if you need to change it or in certain situations you need to approach it, I think you have to make a conscious decision. And I'll go back very briefly to the one word for 2022, at least for me, is peace. Right. And I felt there were a number of things leading up uh, to choosing that word that I needed to achieve more peace in my life. Right. And so that has kind of been my mindset. And I'm, you know, we're just a couple of months into the new year here, but I think I'm working uh, towards achieving that goal because my mindset, that's kind of where I'm focused on and I'm mm-hmm. seeing things uh, through that light. Is it hard when you can recognize the change that you are working through, but others cannot? I don't know. Okay. I don't know because I don't know that really anybody has recognized any of that yet. And some people have no idea right. that I needed to bring some internal peace to yeah. myself or whatever. So they, they won't see that right? Uh, because I know this is shocking, at least from your standpoint. They still see me as kind of even kill some of those people. <laughs> some, yeah. yeah. And that's why they yeah. would come to me with that. So I don't know. Well, uh, come back to me in about eight months. Okay. And I will let you know about that answer. Well, more specifically, me. I know what you're working on. I know your mindset. I know your word. I know what you're working towards. Is it sometimes discouraging that I'm not seeing or recognizing or vocalizing that I see the change that you're feeling inside quite as readily and easily? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So you need to change your mindset is what I'm hearing (laughs) with that. Now, I can see that just because you're so used to this type of thing and, and whatever. And it's not like anything bad. I don't want no, people no, no, to get no, no, that, no, no. seeing that. But things no. that may upset me or, and stuff, they don't anymore. No. Or I don't have the blood pressure going up. Yeah. You can't see those type of things. Uh, and I don't really know how to answer that outside of that without turning into a group therapy session. Well, I'll just say this. we When we did used to work out in the ladies' restroom, ladies, ladies' locker room in the restrooms, there were these little quotes in there. And there was one that I wish I could remember exactly how it goes, but probably either you know or some of our listeners know. It's the idea about when people start to notice change. And it's like eight weeks until you notice change and then 12 weeks till. And, and, right, it's... Down the road. Yeah, but my point in that is that you may recognize a shift in mindset before somebody else does. And and sometimes that's really hard because you are putting in a lot of work and there probably is a sense as as you're listening to this thinking, well, why can't people see this? I've, I've got this great New Year's resolution and I'm really actually following it. And I think it's maybe healthy for us to remember that it sometimes takes time for other people to recognize, but I'm excited that you recognize yeah, I think that's the start. That And it doesn't matter to me if people recognize it or not. My mindset has shifted, and I think I'm becoming a better person okay. because of that. My hope probably deep down is in that six, seven, maybe eight months that there will be people that recognize that and will become say, hey, I noticed something's yeah. different. What did you do? How did you do this? How can you help me become a better person? Yeah. Uh, and we'll just see. How that works yeah. with you, that. You could become their mindset sensei. I could. That is a mouthful right there. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, another thing I've written down here is your mindset is a, is the assumptions and expectations you hold about yourself, your life, and the situations around you. Research shows that mindsets play a significant role in determining life's outcomes. By understanding, adapting, and shifting your mindset, you can improve your health, decrease your stress, and become more resilient to life changes. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that people need to recognize is your mindset can change. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to recognize that yourself, that you can change your mindset, and you may have an overall arching mindset, but in certain situations, your mindset is going to be a little bit different. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm not an overly positive person. Not to say I'm not positive, no. but I'm a realist. I see the problems, and the, let's tackle those problems and move on. Um, but some people that are approaching it, they're super positive about everything. They want to annoy the problems, but you know, there are times, okay, we're going to be positive because this problem is not big. It'll take care of itself. But other times we have to do this. So I think you can have a variety of mindsets Mm -hmm. depending on the situation. Yeah. 
But I also think this leads into something, and this is the area that I don't think I'm not qualified yet, probably never, but I don't know enough information to talk about this. I just want to introduce the idea. You may have a little bit more information that you're willing to share and feel comfortable at this. And part of this I've heard from our friend Nathan, mm-hmm. who is a executive coach mm-hmm. and helps with leadership and all kinds of stuff, yes. uh, fancy stuff yes. with that. But I think he's the first person years ago that introduced this. And I think maybe it came through you. And then I have sat in some of his presentations. And I'm going to, unless you know how to say the lady's name, I'm going to skip her name. We can provide it at a different point because I'm not sure how to say her last name, but a Stanford psychologist oh, yeah. uh, had said, came out with this book and some research and yeah. said there are basically two, and I do apologize that we didn't take the battery out of the <laughs> clock in the background, but you know, this is real life folks. Yep. And my mindset is I'm going to embrace the joy and the ding dong of the clock because <laughs> oh, goodness. we'll look at it this way. I gave that to you as a wedding present, yeah. and every time it dings, it reminds me of that day and my love for you. Oh, boy. Okay, so uh, the Stanford psychologist said that there are basically, there are, let's start over. Okay. The Stanford psychologist said there are two basic mindsets. Yes. Not basically two basic ones. Basically yeah. two mindsets. There's a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Yeah. The fixed mindset would be? Essentially somebody that can't. <sighs> They can't change their mind. It is always it is always sunny or it's always cloudy, and that's a super simple view of it. But that might be the easiest way to explain it. I like that. It's basically your abilities are fixed traits. Yes, and they can't be changed. Yeah. Which is okay. And then the growth mindset. This is where it's a new day. It's a new dawn. Let's see what the day holds. Let's be open to whatever opportunities come our way. Yeah, I think that works very okay. well. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that your talents, your abilities can yeah. be developed over time. Yeah, they can be improved upon. Um, it does not that you're necessarily going to become everything because your mind thinks you can, right. which I don't believe that no. personally at all. But, you know, I'm not going to become the next Mozart just because I believe that I right. can become Mozart. Well, <laughs> I'm, you know, not very good at playing the piano. So we're going to have a little bit of problem with that. Yeah. Uh, but I do believe that you can change. And with this idea of a growth mindset, you can improve yeah. your abilities yeah. and your talents over time. Yeah. Now, at this point in time, would you want to say anything else about the fixed mindset and growth mindset or just introduce them? I was just going to say, I think that this is probably a challenge for most adults. I think children, um, maybe they do struggle with it. I certainly see it with one of our kids over the other that once they might make up their mind that they can't do something, they just absolutely, they won't even try anymore. They kind of shut down. And I certainly see that with adults that, oh, it's never going to go my way. Why am I even fighting kind of thing? And I'm curious if there's some study in regards to, did something happen in our lives that we just are going that direction? Or have we just been made cynical by the world that somehow we just automatically go that direction of, it's just never going to work out? I don't know. And I feel like there are are many days that I fight against a fixed mindset. Okay, yes. That I have to remind myself that that's not who I want to be. That's not how I want to proceed with my day. And I want that to be easier, but maybe vulnerability in this situation is good. Okay, and with the questions that you asked, I do have some thoughts on those. Okay. Uh, but I need to write them down because I've actually, over the past several months, have had thought about those questions. And I don't even know what questions you're talking about oh, now. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, but, but hey, I like it because uh, it gives me some ideas for some future, future thoughts on. Basically, okay. you're asking, is there something that has happened oh, or we, how we become okay. cynical with that? Yeah. Because as children, we're kind of... Uh, we have this uh, vivid imagination and we think we can conquer the world. And then there is something that happens that we give up. Yeah. And again, I don't believe just because you can conceive it and believe (laughs) it that you can achieve it. And we've mentioned that on here and on the regular podcast. Well, but I do believe, I I do believe that what you believe Uh affects what you can achieve. Sure. Sure. And I think that is important with that. Just yeah. because I believe it doesn't mean I'm going to be able to achieve it because I am limited by my abilities, by my talents, those type of things. Yeah. But with what you were just saying there, if I start out believing that I can't do it, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do it. Yeah. Uh, who said that whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. 
I think there's a few people that are that given. To, yes, yes. yes. I'll say that I have talked about this before previously, not on the podcast, but I've talked about I really was not raised to be a dreamer and I do not consider myself very creative. So for me, in some ways, that really does create a challenge for me as far as a growth mindset as well, because I can't just dream that, you know, if I'd work a little bit harder in this area, I'm going to figure this out. It's almost like I don't, I'm not hardwired in that way. And so when I see kids that are super creative and they're super willing to dream and think outside the box, I have to be very mindful of that as a gift. And hopefully that will eventually translate into a, a better mindset that will open up the world to them. Not necessarily right. make them Mozart, but open up the world that says, hey, I want to learn how to play the piano. I want to learn a different language. I want to uh, like rise to the next challenge. Those are things that I think that I want to cultivate in our own children that I don't necessarily know that I just was this super big dreamer that sometimes, again, that kind of plays into maybe you're getting a little bit more therapeutic here with me, that you're learning more about my challenge to overcome that fixed mindset. It's kind of deeply rooted in a little bit of my personality. Well, one, my goal and therefore our goal with the Thought Zone is to help people achieve the best versions of themselves so you are people so we are helping that okay and you use this word hardwired there yeah. i think luckily and i could be totally wrong i'm i'm not in you know educated in this world this is just my thoughts my mm -hmm. opinions uh, things that i've read with uh, your mindset mm. i don't think it's necessarily hardwired mm. i think you can change mm. those type of things now your natural abilities and talents you can improve on those <laughs> but there are just some things that well, you're not going to be able to do. I right. think you have to accept that. Dr. Jacob Towery uh, from Stanford University says, and I think this is related to this idea, uh, the good news is mindsets are highly changeable. Okay. And if you are willing to learn the technology of changing your mindset and defeating your distorted thoughts, you can have significantly more happiness. Hmm. You know, Necessarily, not necessarily my goal being happiness here, yeah. but achieving more and, and maybe yeah. happiness does fall into that. Uh, so again, we're going to have to do some more looking, see what Dr. Towery has to say here yeah. about this technology of changing your mindset. I, again, I think it starts with what you believe, what yeah. you say to yourself. Yeah. Uh, this idea too of positive mental talk yeah. or positive yes. mental attitude, yes. I think is what I've heard. Uh, I listened to a full podcast several years ago, and uh, you're going to kind of laugh at where this came from, but it was focused on this positive mental attitude. Yeah. And it was, uh, the podcast was from the lead singer of Twisted Sister, Dee Snyder. <laughs> okay. And he talked about that and about how your mental attitude affects what you can do. I believe it. With that. I believe it. Those days that I, I wake up and I think it's just going to rain all day, emotionally, mentally, whatever, it's true. It seems to be that way. And so I, I certainly get that. If we could reflect on that last quote you just gave, I wonder if we could change the word from happiness to success. Because I think, you know, you and I have this conversation fairly often in terms of we are not promised happiness. And it's not that we're promised success, but success is something that I can work towards, I can measure, I can find that to be attainable. And, and frankly, we get to sort of redefine that every day. Like, what is yes. success? I marked something off my list. Which that is success. Is success. Yes. yes. I finished my list. That's success, too. So I certainly think that there's a lot to be gleaned from that one little quote. Very nice. Right. And I see that you have your notebook book open, you should just write the word happiness, okay. discuss, because at some point, maybe we need to have a thought zone about happiness. Oh, boy. And what that means, at least to us, because people sometimes ask me, are you happy? Yeah. Are you something related to happiness? And I tell them, and sometimes they get very frustrated. <laughs> My goal in life is not to be happy. Yeah. I want to be content. Yeah. And there's some other words that I will use, but to me, happiness is a fleeting emotion yeah. that changes with the wind. At the time of this recording, it is cold and snow on the ground and it's spring break. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I when I got a text uh, late one night that, hey, and it showed the weather and that yeah. it was snowing, and then I checked before I went to bed and there was snow on the ground, yeah. was I happy about it? Yeah. No. Yeah. Now, was I happy the next morning? which it happens to be the day that we're recording this when it's just after six o'clock and I'm out there with the shovel yeah. and clearing the driveway. You are. I was extremely truth. happy. Look at with you. <laughs> I'd already got in about three miles and I got another mile or so out of clean, clearing off the driveway. Did it have to be cleared? 
Maybe not. It yeah. was it was about half an inch. Okay. Uh, but I don't like the kids tracking in snow. I like it to be safe. Yeah. Uh, for people coming and going in there, and plus we don't get any, we don't get a lot of sun yeah. in that, and clearing off any bit helps with that. But you know, it not happiness to happiness because I'm alone in nature and and doing something. Yeah. Was great. And I think that's a whole different subject for a different day. It seemed like you want to add to that. I was just going to make the comment that, you know, we talk a lot about happiness in terms of you do not feel like your goal in life is to be happy. I don't want anybody walking away from this and hearing that your goal is to be unhappy. Oh, no, no, no. They're they're two very different things. And I don't know that they're necessarily the two sides to one coin. But I do think that you're just more realistic in that regard that when we're aiming for happiness, sometimes that's empty happiness. Instead, why don't we? look for something that's deeper and more meaningful. And I think that that's part of my purpose this year is to find more deep and meaningful experiences that will, yes, they probably will contribute to my happiness, but overall it's going to maybe make our lives more successful as far as the kids they're they're okay. doing better things like that and i think that's a great example of adjusting your mindset yeah absolutely uh, and oftentimes when i have this discussion with people i use a phrase that happiness changes with the wind mm. it's an emotional state for me that changes with the wind yeah i could be very happy and then i'm driving home and the school bus is stopped in front and I can't get by yeah. and it takes forever. Yeah. It takes 20 minutes for somebody to get off. Yeah. And is am I happy about that? Yeah. No, because I'm probably in a hurry trying to get things done. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, it could be a number of different things. Yeah. And I, I don't gauge my life on happiness. Yeah. I like to be happy. Don't get me wrong. Yes. I think it's good that you pointed that out, but... Yeah, I just think it's important that we recognize that sometimes we use these words and and when we do that, we are limiting the potential of a better life. Right. I think I would rather, and we're getting off the subject a little bit, I think I'd rather be joyful (laughs) than happy. Yes. Because even though the school bus has stopped and it's taken 20 minutes and I'm not happy about it, I could find joy in that moment. Because maybe I got to listen to some songs on the radio that yeah. I normally don't get to hear, or I got yeah. to finish the news report, or something of that. Yeah, it's all about how you approach things yeah, with absolutely. your mindset. Yeah. Now, before us, we both have, uh, courtesy of me. <laughs> uh, now we have a couple of things related to mindset. Two articles. Uh, I don't remember exactly where they're wrong. One's from Thrive Global mm-hmm. uh, website, and the other one is from Forbes. Okay. From Forbes magazine. And uh, let's just go through these real quick. We don't, I haven't read it. It's been a while since I've read it. Mm-hmm. I know you haven't read it because I just gave it to you. But the first one is six easy ways to improve your, mind, your mindset instantly. Mm-hmm. Six easy ways to improve your mindset instantly. Uh, one of the things that I like is it starts going, it says like attracts like. Mm. You know, have you noticed, and we had this discussion recently, uh, particularly with the kids who are around with that, if you have a bad attitude and a negative attitude, you're seeing everything through that negative attitude, everything is going wrong, but everybody around you, you're attracting people that every, they have negative attitudes, everything is going wrong. Yeah. Uh, this article says, if your mind is thinking crappy thoughts, then you're going to attract more crappy things happening in your life. Yeah. I don't really know that you're there's actually more crappy things to yeah. use the language of this article happening. It's just that's what you're noticing. Yes. To where if yes. you had a different mindset with it, those same things would be happening, but you would overlook them. Yeah. I think that becomes important. Positive mindset attracts positive energy that helps to create a calm and peaceful environment for you and everyone around you. Yeah. Uh, okay, so here are some of the, here are the six easy ways from this particular article. Number one, make time for a little quiet time. What do you think about that one, hon? I think you are absolutely doing that right now. This is this seems to be a part of your morning routine now. It's something that probably is playing a large part in you finding peace. You're getting up early. You I've asked you before, like, what are you doing in the morning? Because I thought, oh, maybe you were getting up and you were going ahead and getting your miles in on the tri- treadmill. Nope, that's not what you're doing. You're getting up. You're getting ready. You're enjoying your coffee. You're watching the news. You're reading articles. You're you're just having a little bit of time with yourself. And and I think that it really does pay off for you instead of it kind of being this jolt to your system. You got to get up and run. Right. You are actually having the opportunity to get up, slowly get up. Um, Cause I would say 
and I, please don't be upset with me for saying this, but I think sometimes you're not the best morning person, but that has totally changed now that you've defined when you're getting up. I love mornings. How you get up. Don't, wouldn't you say that that's not always been your your MO? <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. And I there are a number of reasons for that that we've yeah. talked about before. But yeah. I think getting up early helps. And I, part of it is I've shifted my quiet time because mm-hmm. even my quiet time before was not super quiet. Oh, it was still okay. kind of busy. Yeah. But shifting it to the morning, mm-hmm. I think uh, that is help. Uh, with this one, you need to set aside a little time each day to spend a few minutes alone. Yeah. To clear your head and give your mind a break. That may be getting up early. It may be taking a few minutes before bedtime. It may be a little bit of meditation over lunchtime. For some people, it may be your commute home. Yeah. I know we have uh, previously worked in big cities. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes that drive home from work was the time to decompress. Yeah. We don't get that where we no. live now. No. Two, three uh, blocks doesn't do it for us. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I think sometimes you have to take a short break, even during the work day. Yeah. There are some times that I just, this happened just this past week. I just got up, walked down the stairs, walked out the front door, looked around for a few minutes, and it was cold. I didn't put on my jacket or anything, and it was sunny. Didn't have on my sunglasses, but kind of walked around the corner, see what was going on, went right back up. And it was just a, a moment to take a break, clear my head, yeah. and get on with my day with it. So, you know, it's, we're not talking about a long time, five yeah. to ten minutes, maybe five to ten minutes a couple of times a day just to clear your, your head and let you be. Well, we see so many of these studies about children and how they're supposed to learn that they should be like chunks of time and then they take a break and they basically go outside. They do something to clear their head, something that's kind of mindless for just a minute, not get on some device, but to do something mindless. And so why would we think that we're so evolved as adults that that, that doesn't apply to us? Exactly. That's crazy. I, I gave this advice to a student, not knowing that we were going to be talking oh. about this, but this past week or two weeks ago, we were talking about some different things. And I said, okay, this is what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I gave the student a couple of days before they started, because it was like a Thursday that we talked. And I said, okay, you start doing this on Saturday. You need to take five to 10 minutes. And if you need to put it in your calendar, in your phone, in your planner, whatever you use, that's fine. If you have to schedule it, I want you to take five to 10 minutes, no distractions, no devices, no nothing. And just be, Yeah. just spend some quiet the time. Longest five to 10 to minutes of their lives. I'm <laughs> it sure. might be, but it can have a very calming effect. Yeah. And people, particularly in our world, we put this premium on quote busyness, yeah. which is not productivity, which is not achievement, which is not accomplishment. And we feel like we have to go, go, go. Yeah. And when we know from research, and I think uh, I've seen some things with Adam Grant tweeting recently that, you know, focused work and some breaks actually is better. Yeah. I think it all applies and we should not be so hard-headed that we think that's only for kids. Absolutely. Number two on this list, be grateful for the things you have. Yeah. That, that's all you have is well, yeah. I thought you were going to keep talking. Oh, I, I try not to talk over you intentionally anyway. But this is something that uh, I'll go through waves of it where I'll be very intentional, very verbal about my gratitude, my thankfulness. And then I get out of it and maybe I'll see something or I'll hear something that reminds me, you know what? Billy doesn't know that I'm grateful for all the meals that he cooks or the ways that he helps take care of this issue and that issue. All he hears is what I tell him. And so I've got to be more mindful about that. And the, the reality is, is yes, a lot of this should probably be verbal, but also there is something very powerful about me stopping and taking note of the things that I have to be grateful for. And it's, and it's to have a car that gets stuck behind a bus that's right. offloading children. It's to know that I have a warm home to go to once that bus gets out of the way. It's to know that I've got sliced ham in the fridge to make a sandwich. You know, it's those little things that I get so wrapped up in the, this thing's not been done again, or I forgot to do this, that I miss the small things. And when I start counting those small things, it's, it can be overwhelming in a really, really positive way. And I think when you focus on what you already have, you're grateful for the things you have, Mm -hmm. you find more things to be grateful for. Yeah. It's just that mindset, again, what you attract, what you put out type yeah. thing, or you find what you're looking for. John Gordon suggests that you begin each day with a gratitude walk. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about 10 minutes. And yeah. you just go on a walk and you, you're thinking about the things that you are thankful and grateful for. Uh, this particular article says, write them down. And yeah. I think this is, sometimes we get caught in the negative of things. And so if we start thinking about the things that we have that we should be grateful for, it changes things. It's going to yeah. change our 
I, I don't know the word. It changes our posture. And I don't mean that by our physical posture, but internal, if I that's such a thing. Physical too, maybe. Um, Hold your head a little higher, you yeah, know? Yeah, maybe with that. But we, we shift that to the good things in our life. Uh, and, and there is a little bit of change yeah. with that. And, and there are times that we get down on ourselves. All of us do that. And I found that, okay, if I start thinking about the things that I have that I am grateful for, yeah, that lifts me up. Yeah, I focus. There's more positive things that I have, more things to be grateful for, and it helps for a while. This article suggests that you write down three things that you're grateful for every day. Yeah. And I know that we do have some listeners, listeners uh, that do that because yeah. when we had our discussion on the regular podcast about notebooks yeah. and some other things, one of them responded in that each night they tried to write down something that they're grateful for that hmm. occurred that day. And I like that. it's just that. kind of that mindset with that. I like that. Both... Our daughter and I struggle with anxiety, and one of the ways I've tried to help her mitigate that is to talk to her about gratefulness, about thankfulness, to think through at the end of the day, what are you thankful for? And it's sort of a mind trick where you're trying to tell yourself that what is good in your life is so much better than what you might perceive to be bad. And sometimes it works for her. Sometimes, you know, she's she's growing into it. I know it's something that takes practice. And so I think that's my challenge for those that are listening. The idea that don't just think, oh yeah, I, I tell my, my husband thanks for this or I, I thank my parents for X, Y, or Z. It, it really is a practice that we have to keep up with because it's it maybe just doesn't come natural to all of us. Well, I want well, it's good to hear those things. I think here it's more important maybe for you to recognize the things that you're grateful for with that. Yeah. Does that make sense? I understand what you're saying because you want me to, to know that you are... You would think in the time that we have been doing podcasts that we would know to not have a phone in the studio or to <laughs> cut it off, uh, to remove the batteries from the clock, the ding, but it's real life. Yeah. And we don't. Expect the unexpected. Yes. So I do think it's important uh, for you to express gratitude to people, but I also think it's important for you to rec- for individuals to recognize the things they are grateful for, because there are things that I'm grateful for, including other people, and I probably never had the opportunity to, to let them know with that. I need to do better with that. But I think that leads to, as well, here with uh, number three on this suggestion list, to engage in stimulating conversation is sometimes expressing that gratitude to other people can lead to stimulating conversation. Sure, sure. Do you have people in your life that you can tell they're looking for that? Like they almost come to you wanting to engage in some sort of stimulating conversation or... There have been times, and I'm thinking about the times that I have not been able to give that to them. Mm. Like I've been busy with other stuff. Yeah. Deadlines. And yeah. I, I try to take the opportunities when I can to do that. Yeah. Um, but yes, there there are people that, that crave that. Yeah. Uh, with that. I have a friend that does this, and they are probably about once a month, once maybe a month and a half, they just show up. And it is, you can tell, they are craving human connection. They're craving stimulating conversation. And they're actually really good at it. Like their their intent is true and pure. And they oftentimes start out with something that they are actually grateful for in regards to me. That's oftentimes how they start it. And it's kind of interesting to watch that happen. And it does sort of reminds, remind me as we look at this number three is that maybe that's something we should be more intentional about going and finding those people, intentionally looking for ways to connect with people on a meaningful level through conversation. Well, and there's a thing here, a sentence here. It's a wonderful feeling that makes you feel like you can accomplish anything in life you set your sights on. Mm. I've recently had that. I had a, a, a verbal conversation, and then later on that evening, there was a, a group text conversation, and somewhere in there, I'm like, I can go run through walls <laughs> with that. So I don't know if this, you know, I do believe here it's talking about actual verbal conversation yes. rather than text, but there are a number of ways to, to get about that. And when you talk about things that make you happy, that bring you joy, that you're grateful for, it tends to make you feel good. Yeah. And that you know can help change your mindset. Number four on here, smile and do something good for someone else. Yeah. I always feel better when I've done something 
selflessly for someone else. And I can't help but think you're not going to love that I'm bringing this up, but there's an episode of Friends where there's this great debate with Phoebe about is there truly a selfless deed? Everything is in some way, if you feel better, then that's not selfless because I get something out of it. But I think there is something really incredible about that message is that when you do something good for someone else, you do actually feel good as a result. We actually talk about a similar concept in my ethics class. Oh, yeah. And that is everything, does everything go back to self-interest? Mm. Even though if it's kind of has this altruistic motive and you're doing it for somebody else, but it brings you joy. Yeah. You know, with that. But smiling is contagious. It's a good way to brighten up someone's day, even if that's your own. I try to smile, particularly during the workday when I'm walking around campus. I try to smile and greet everybody yeah. I go by. And yeah. I get a lot of strange looks. Yeah, it's sort of startling for some of them. Uh, but, you know, just... It's a very simple thing yeah. that you can do. And it, there have been times that I've kind of uh, left my office after a bad phone call or a bad email or a bad meeting, whatever, and I'm going to class and just a simple thing of smiling and greeting somebody. Yeah. Actually, like for a moment, I'm like, oh, the world is okay <laughs> with that. Uh, but again, people like to be around other people that are, tend to be happy. And again, I hate to use the word happy here sure. because of our previous discussion, um, but it does lift other people up. Yeah, absolutely. There's value to that. When we lift others, we end up being lifted as well. Absolutely. That's a good way to phrase that. Number five on this particular list, which I think is uber importance, mm. of uber importance. I left out a word there. Be mindful of your vocabulary. Yes. Again, positive self-talk, positive mental attitude. The way you speak is just as important as the way you think when it comes to your mindset. Do you think this is words or words and tone? <laughs> oh, that's, I don't know. I haven't thought about the tone aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, definitely with the words, the Absolutely. words that you speak to others, the words yeah. that you speak to yourself, yeah. whether they come out of your mouth or you just think in your head, they do have an impact on yeah. the way that you see things and the way you react to them. Yeah. Maybe uh, switch out some of the negative vocabulary for more positive vocabulary. And there are often ways that you can say the same thing or get the same point across, but use more uplifting words. I I don't want to say positive words because I don't, I think that may be what the article says, but I've got a little bit of hang up with this word positive. Well, what's the old Southernism that there you get more flies with honey than with, than with vinegar? Vinegar. So yes. I think there is something very profound and true about it. You know, we sort of make fun of that, but that is absolutely true. I see it, it in my life, my professional life, even dealing with you and the kids that if I ask you to do something or if I if I engage with you on a more positive level using that positive vocabulary, we're much more likely to have a positive outcome than barking and yelling and uh, you yes, know. Yes, yes. Yeah. Negative words, negative phrases create negative energy. Absolutely. Think about it. Have you ever woken up in the morning and thought, ah, I'm going to have a bad day. Maybe you slept through the alarm mm. or you hit snooze too many times. Or if you're like the old me, you would check your email before you got out of bed. <laughs> and you would just start off like, it's going to be a bad day. Yeah. Guess what happened 90% of the time? Self-fulfilling prophecy. I had a bad day. Yeah. And so the way that we think about things, the words that we use. So, hey, this is just a small blip in the day, but it's going to be a great day. Odds are pretty good. It's going to be a great day. Is Are bad things still going to happen? Absolutely. Maybe, yeah. Life's not fair. <laughs> you know, all those type of things. Yeah. But, you know, how we speak to ourselves matters. Yeah. If you're telling yourself you can't do it, and we've seen this for years in our kids. Yeah. They won't do things, and I know where they get it, but this is another story <laughs> for another day. But if you're telling yourself that I'm not going to try that because I, I won't be able to do it, mm-hmm. guess what? You're not going to be able to do it. Yeah. If you tell yourself that I'm going to try this because I can do it, guess what? You may still not be able to do it, but at least you tried yeah. and you learned something and you can adjust to be able, maybe you couldn't do it the first time. Yeah. Maybe you discovered, oh, I can't do that, but I can do this yeah. and I like this much better. Yeah. You know, I think that's all important stuff. Agreed. And number six on this particular list is keep an open mind. Yeah. This is certainly a challenge for many of us as adults that we've got so many life experiences or we've heard something a particular way for so long that we tend to just resort to what we already know or think we know and we close our minds to it. But this is such a valuable insight that 
it really could be applied in so many different ways. Somebody has a different idea instead of automatically going, no, that's stupid, to actually open your mind and just have a conversation about it or learn something about it. So yeah, this is, it's a challenge probably for most adults, if not kids as well. In my 25-ish years in the workforce, I've seen that happen a lot where mm-hmm. people only think it's a good idea if it's their idea. Yeah. And other people in the room have had great ideas. And we've talked about this for 25 years of knowing some people that you have to convince them that it was their idea for yeah. it. But, you know, we all have to keep an open mind in this setting that we're talking about right now. You may not be the smartest person in the room. You may not have the best idea. Yeah. But I've I've been again over the last twenty five years or so seen too many situations where somebody is shut down. Yeah. Because of that, because somebody didn't keep an open mind yeah. about what was going on, uh, we can hold ourselves back too much by holding by uh, cutting off possible possibilities. Yeah. With that, because of that, we're limiting what the opportunities that may be available there. Yeah. Uh, so this article finishes up with this idea of be aware of your mindset uh, that allows you to be in control of your life. It allows you to choose how you want to live and what you want to achieve instead of just allowing life to pass you by. Yeah. I think that too many times we are, and this is this is a show that we keep talking about, oh, we need to talk about this, uh, but it's too complicated going right now. I think too many times we live our lives in a reactive posture absolutely and we're passive and we're reactive to life happening to us instead of going out there and making life happen yeah so you need to put that in your notebook for us to have a discussion (laughs) about that and we're probably talking a lot to ourselves here oh absolutely but when you feel negativity creeping in take a few minutes to replace those thoughts with positive ones you're going to feel a little bit better about yourself it's going to change the situation you may surprise yourself as you move into the next part of your day because you've taken a few minutes to change the way you think about things. Yeah. Again, it's this idea of uh, have to get to. Yeah. I have to go to this meeting. Yeah. I get to go to this meeting. It's a small word change. Yeah. And sometimes it is helpful. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a word. Yeah. You know, I made a reference to somebody in some situation several months ago, uh, passing somebody in the hallway and like, well, I have to go to this meeting because I guess they wanted to talk or something. And they're like, no, you get to. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I get to go to this meeting because I have to be there. See tone. <laughs> yes. You know, that doesn't, so I guess the tone does matter yeah. with that because get to isn't, but that small change of how you focus. Yeah. Yeah. I have to be there, but I really get to, I yeah. want to, that changes things. Yeah. It's a hard thing. And it, again, I want to reiterate that this takes practice. This is not something that you're going to wake up to de- tomorrow and say, I'm going to try all those things that they talked about. I'm going to get better about this and I'm going to live this new growth mindset. I think that we all are taking baby steps in that direction when we mindfully make that change. Yeah, and I like that. Baby steps. Yeah. It and it habits and we can talk about those things. But it's a small thing that you yeah. have to you know, just do one thing. Maybe it's the five minutes of uh, self reflection, quiet yeah. time. Well the Forbes article is called Five Ways to Boost Your Mindset. Yeah. And uh, here, they're a little bit different. I think there is a little bit of overlap. Sure. Uh, but number one from Forbes uh, with the mindset is, and I love what it says leading up to this, here are five ways to boost your mindset mojo. Yeah. Your mindset mojo for success today. Number one, learn lessons from your mistakes. I love that this is number one. Absolutely. Instead of like doing some happy-go-lucky, like you can do it, it is like, seriously, why do we keep having to learn the same lesson over and over again? Um, You know, I remember my mom telling me this and me telling my kids this, that I would rather you learn from my mistakes than having to make them yourself. The truth of the matter is just learn. Learn from the mistakes, whether they're my mistakes or your mistakes or our great-great-grandfather's mistakes. Learn from the mistakes. And there's so much value to this that when we learn from those mistakes, we're being honest, we're being uh, vulnerable and saying, I don't have it all figured out and it's time to move in the right direction. Well, and from those mistakes, you may learn how to do it Right. with that. I love how in this paragraph it says, I learned that every loss is a win if you let it be. Mm. So if you've experienced a failure, don't beat yourself up. Yeah. And we've said on here many times, failure is not fatal. Yeah. Uh, The article continues, brush yourself off, analyze what happened, which is what we've said on several other of these type of things. It's just because something didn't work, it's not time to scrap it. Yeah. 
even if you ultimately scrap it, you got to figure out why. So brush yourself off, analyze what happened, and determine how you can do things differently in the future and move on. That's going to, that will determine your ability to be successful. It's not your wins, it's how you handle your losses. Absolutely. And I think that's very important. We just watched a movie with the kids over the weekend that there was this one scene, I don't even know if you saw it, but one of the characters, he's kind of this, this positive guru kind of guy. He's standing in uh, the, the, audience and he's basically holding this sign and he says there's winners and there are growers essentially I saw that yeah it's not about losing it's about what did you gain out of that loss and and again talk about a hard lesson for probably most of us to learn and I keep learning it all the time I think that in some levels we've been conditioned to think winning is success yes and that's not always the case absolutely again we can talk about that Later on, but you know, you have to change your mindset sometimes about what is winning, yeah, with those type things. Number two, set small goals, which you've kind of already mentioned to make these small changes. Set small goals as stepping stones to your success, yeah. Uh, it's go ahead. I'm sorry, no, I was just gonna say that that's part of making those little check marks on your to do list. That as you do that and you do it consistently, you do it over and over and over, you are growing. And maybe we need to recognize that. Give us, give ourselves a pat on the back and saying, okay, I'm actually successfully making this practice every day. I'm going on the walk or I am writing down these things to be grateful for. Their small, small goals are just as valuable as the great big ones. It's absolutely. Small, frequent goals with that. You keep, I think it's helpful to keep track of them. Yes. That you can focus on them, you know, set them aside, set time for you to work on those things. Again, even if it's just that five to 10 minutes of self-reflection during yeah. the day. Yeah. Put it in your calendar. Number three, be flexible. I'm going to look at you and make sure you speak before. <laughs> I, I think it's important to be flexible. Oh. <laughs> this I used to be a lot better at this. I'm relearning how yeah. to be flexible. I love the first sentence under this paragraph. Not everything is going to go according to plan, and maintaining a level of emotional fitness is key. Yeah. You're not always going to achieve all of your goals on time or even at all, and that's okay. That's just life. You have to make adjustments. I used to be very good at that, being yes. flexible, oh, rolling man. with the flow. And um, not so much anymore, but I'm going to change my mindset and try to get back to that. I was just going to say, I think you need to give yourself some credit. You still are flexible, but it's not quite as profound as it was before kids. We were having this conversation just recently that there seems to have been some sort of mindset. And I don't know if it's like with kids, you lose all control. And so... You were looking for ways to take back control, and maybe you lost some of this flexibility. And what's really interesting to me is I'm going to give myself more credit than I deserve, but with you kind of tightening up and and feeling like you've got to control what you can control, I've become more flexible almost as a response to I've got to be, be your yin to your yang or something like that. And it's actually really out of character for me because I'm, I'm pretty tightly wound. In a lot of ways, we have shifted roles Yeah, with that. It's surprising. I, first off, so. because I didn't think it was possible for me to shift and be a kinder, gentler me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More flexible me. But these are things, I think it's just important, and I hope you don't mind us being so transparent with this, that these are things that we're still figuring out, we're growing from, we are trying to learn from, and I think that that is probably key. Well, if we ever stop learning, it's probably because we're dead. Probably. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Not probably. Hopefully that's what it is. But being able to adapt and roll with the punches is crucial to staying on the path to success. Yeah. And I do think that is important because life is not always going to go as you plan it. Your day isn't going to go. (laughs) And how are you going to react to that? Right. If something happens, you know, midday uh, at work and it gives me a bad attitude, well, guess what? I'm going to go into my afternoon class. I'm going in there with a very bad attitude. It's going to impact how I teach. It's going to impact what students learn is going to impact what they give me back in class then they're going to leave class and either go to their next class go to practice go to work and they're going to have a bad attitude and it's just contagious so i think this idea of being flexible rolling with the punches this is not to say that you're not going to get upset sure you're still going to have to sometimes deal with problems yeah and you know you're not going to roll over and just take it but you have to understand this is going to happen and again it's, it's how you approach it yeah 
I would say that there is a, a wonderful example of how you are becoming more flexible that's a little bit more um, applicable to everybody in our audience probably. When we end up going to the big city to go shopping, used to be you had in your head how that day was going to go. We were going to spend X Absolutely. amount of time. We were going to be back by two o'clock, which was always unrealistic. And even though you knew that, like you would admit it, like that was an unrealistic expectation, but still. It wasn't unrealistic for me. It was unrealistic with all four of us. Okay. Okay. But you were always traveling with all four of us. <laughs> I so, know. Yeah. But B- you have because- become less, less... T- tense about that? I've just but, noticed that you are yes. not saying that. Like, I don't say it. Sometimes oh, I think it. Oh, is it happening it, in your head? <laughs> there are a few times it happens in my head, but I yeah. am becoming more flexible with that because in my mind, we go over and this store, we should be there X amount of time because this is what we need to get. You have a little bit of time looking, then we move. It'll take us this long to get across town to this other place. Yeah. And I have learned over the years that it doesn't work that way. And sometimes we'll drive by and the kids will be like, hey, can we go in there? Okay. And so we'll stop. And where before it was like, nope, it's not on our plan. And I got to get back. I will argue that it's not that you've learned this. It's that you really are trying to embrace this piece. That you're really Uh trying to be that person that you want to be as far as that. Uh, okay, it, this is not going to go according to my plan every time. So I'm just going to roll with it. So right. I would say that's not learning. That is you being more mindful about how do you find your peace. Okay, I will accept that. Okay. Um, and I also, as you're mentioning this, some of it is maybe going back to my parents. I don't really know that my parents wanted to spend so much time in the guitar shop. Right. But they spent time in there because they had to drive. <laughs> at that point or whatever and like okay you like this so this is a recent thing yeah we were in the area so i wanted to go to the music store mm-hmm. and it's not really on our it is on our path because yeah. we're, we're right there across the street but i'm not going to buy anything yeah why do we need to go in there he just wants to play around he wants to test out some things that we may buy eventually mm-hmm. but i'm like okay that's fine. We can go in there for a little bit. It's not going to impact our day. So maybe I need to become more kid-like in that. Well, I'm thinking because there is... are other times that I would, when we were dating, we would you would hang out for hours in the music shop. I, I was just thinking this is more proof so, of how you have changed in your personality because used to be you didn't have to go buy something. You wanted to go to the music store and you would just sit in there and play everything that you wanted to play. Yeah. And so, yeah. I wonder, too, if that, though, we, with some of those, we knew the people that worked there. <laughs> you know, so we're hanging out, too. I don't know. It's, life is, I don't know, I'm complicated. <laughs> Let's move on to number four. Okay. With that, so we can, uh, you, you mentioned earlier, 30-minute discussion. This is going to be well over 30 minutes. Okay. Number four from this Forbes article about getting your mojo back for your mindset, get inspired. Yeah. And this particular uh, section relates to part of the other one. Take time each day, even if it's 10 minutes, to expose yourself to something that truly inspires you. Yeah. Really, it's just that 10 minutes. The other one was about some time of self-reflection. But I think this is important Yeah. with that. Just a few minutes each day, something that inspires you, whether it's reading a book, Mm -hmm. whether it's reading a blog post, watching motivational videos. Uh, You can find plenty of those. Yeah. Uh, Writing a thank you note to somebody. Yeah. Or a note of gratitude. Which yeah. is different than thank you. I think thank you to me is like, oh, you did something. I need to write you the Emily Post or Miss Manners, whatever. Thank you note back because that's the right thing to do. But sometimes it's just, hey, I want you to know I appreciate you and what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, with that, just find a way to inspire yourself. Yeah. I love it. Uh, again, it goes back to, to gratitude. And, and maybe that's even just you know reading a little bit of a book, listening to some music. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What, don't what know. inspires you? Mm. Is that a different discussion for a different day? I'd have to think about it. Okay. I And that's too bad because that really would fit nicely into purpose. Like if I could identify what inspires me, then I could be more purposeful in doing those things. So I should work on that. The great thing about this podcast episode about mindset is we're creating a lot of other thoughts on topics that yeah. hopefully we'll actually come back to instead of just saying that. <laughs> uh, number five. And it was actually, what was it, number six on the other one? Mm -hmm. Engage in positive self-talk. Apparently it's important. It is important. Sometimes we can be our own worst enemies. So it's important to be conscious of how we talk to ourselves. Amen. Uh, 
Um, and I forget who actually wrote this particular article. It's on the page, but I'd have to flip back. But she, <laughs> I think it's a she here. Ashley Stahl okay. wrote this article, and I think she is talking to a slightly younger version of myself. Okay. I'm a new me oh, with that. I see. That's what I'm saying. But sometimes we can be our own worst enemies. It's yeah. important to be conscious of how we talk to ourselves. Yeah. Again, the words that we use are the words that we, the words we say and the words that we think mm-hmm. have a great impact. Yeah. The Mayo Clinic defines positive self-talk as the unspoken stream of thoughts that run through your head. These could be positive or negative. Mayo Clinic asserts that if you want to have a more optimistic outlook, you should you must have positive thoughts. Yeah. Thus your results in the world all start and end with your thinking. Yes. Encourage yourself, compliment yourself, reward yourself, but also make sure to stay realistic and grounded. It'll help you stay focused on your journey and realistic about what you can achieve and how soon. Yeah. I love it. These are important things that, again, we struggle with them. And there may be some days that this works real easily. It's natural. And then some days that you are really struggling with this. And frankly, that's the beauty of having people in your corner that can help you recognize, okay, Maybe there's something that you need to work on. Maybe you need to think about some things that you're grateful for. Maybe that'll get you back on track. Or maybe um, you need to sit down and, and think through the the optimistic side of what you're struggling with. And I think there's some value to that self-talk and then also having someone in our corner that reminds us to do some of that positive self-talk. Kelly McGonigal encourages developing more positive mindsets around stress and to perceive your body's physiological responses to stress, like a pounding heart and racing mind, mm. as your body's natural response to rise and challenge, to right as they rise to the challenge and overcome it, as opposed to a signal that something's wrong. Oh, interesting. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. With that, we'll have to explore that a little bit more. Yeah. With I that, thought that was anxiety. Um. I don't know. Hmm. I didn't put any context down with that information. So (laughs) I think what it is, is I had put some notes on paper thinking we were going to record that evening. Yeah. And here we are like a month and a half later. (laughs) So I don't remember the context, but I thought that was interesting. And But I think there is a a level of truth to that. Again, going back to my word of peace uh, in some, you know, previous years, I would have a physiological response to things. I could feel my heart. Yes. Faster, or my yes. um, blood, blood pressure, pressure go up, mm-hmm. or something of that, and it was because of my mindset about how I reacted. Now that I've changed my mindset, that doesn't happen near as much. Okay. You can't see those things because they're internal, but right, they are happening. But the benefit of that too is that once you get all your chakras aligned, or whatever you want to say, when you do have those physiological responses. I almost imagine you're going to pay more attention to them because why is this thing different right. that it's causing my blood pressure to rise? So there's there's some really good positive aspects of these changes that you're trying to make. I love it. And folks, we will be back at some point, and it will be months from now, because we have some reading to do. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go back and, and read, maybe talk to our friend Nathan a little bit or look at his presentation. I think we can get the slides pretty easy mm-hmm. uh, with that about this idea of growth mindset, fixed mindset. So we'll probably come back in four or five months with some other ideas. We may come back sooner because we did have some uh, ideas that we wrote down here related to uh, mindset that we may be able to have some thoughts on uh, before that time. But I think I would like to know some of... Your mindset or what are things that you would like for us to give you our thoughts on, how it relates to mindset? Uh, Do you have a fixed mindset, a growth mindset? How are you going about changing your mindset? What are some of your small daily habits that you have? Is it getting up a little bit earlier? Is it gratitude walks? Is it a gratitude journal? Uh, Whatever helps you focus on having a more positive outlook for life. Yeah, that growth mindset, again, it takes practice, it takes intentionality, and I would love to hear some of your stories, some of the ways that you are um, progressing with this growth mindset. Of course, that's assuming that we all are pursuing that growth mindset. 
Right. And, you know, there's probably a number of ways that people have that listen to these that we haven't even thought of or yes, that we're not aware of. I'd love of to hear it. With that. So we're, we're all about helping each other yeah. on this thought zone. And would you go ahead and tell them the easiest way to give us some of that information if they don't know how to contact you directly? Sure. The easiest way to reach us is through Instagram. We are the Front Porch Sessions podcast on Instagram, and there you can direct message us. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a follow so you can keep up with us. You can hear about the next exciting message that we're going to drop on a Saturday from time to time. But also we do have our regular podcast that you can keep up with as well. So we are the Front Porch Sessions podcast on Instagram, and you can send us a direct message through Instagram. I just want to thank all of you for listening. And until next time, I've been Billy. And I've been Christy. And you've been listening to the Front Porch Sessions podcast presents Thoughts On. I don't know. We have to come up with a better closer for this episode. Thoughts On. Thoughts On. There we go. See you, folks. Bye.